I want to play a clip from uh, Dr. Eileen Davila, Toronto's medical officer of health. Here is uh, what she had to say if you're sick and you have to take a cab. If you must go out of your home when you are COVID-19 infected, we ask do not use public transportation. And where possible, if you're having to go to that healthcare appointment or to hospital, we ask that it is best if you drive yourself. If driving yourself is not possible, we would ask that you arrange a ride with a friend or a family member. And if you are unable to arrange for a ride, then it's best to take a taxi or a car service. In either case, please ensure that the windows of the car are open. We would ask that you sit in the back seat and wear a mask, a scarf, or a face covering over your nose and mouth. Christine Hubbard, Operations Manager of Back Taxi. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, we are thinking about essential workers and frontline workers during this pandemic. And a lot of times uh, the frontline workers that slip our minds happen to be your taxi drivers. How much of Beck's fleet of drivers are still operating today during this pandemic? We've got about 25% of the fleet. I mean, that's the best guess that we have uh, that are on the road right now. They're not working full days for the most part. They come up for a few hours here, a few hours there. But that's our closest guess that we can make right now. Is it driver's choice if they want to continue driving during this pandemic or how does that work? Absolutely. So we're not encouraging anyone to drive. We're not encouraging anyone not to drive. Um, we're here basically for them. And, and because we see that there are drivers out there, we are maintaining our operations as best we can. So um, can you tell us the type of fares that, you know, our Dr. Devella was kind of um, talking about uh, the fact if people need to go out for medical attention, they should call a cab. But what kind of fares are your, um, your drivers getting? So our, uh, what we were aware of was, um, you know, frontline workers to and from work, again, hospital workers, uh, essential workers. Uh, we've been delivering groceries and prescriptions. We've always done that. Um, we're helping businesses move offices to um, residences. What we, you know, the 25% of drivers who are on the road chose to do so based on the information they had. And the information they had and, and that we had was don't leave home if you have mm -hmm. symptoms. And there was no indication to us or to any of the drivers that this direction was being given um, to, you know, if you need to go out and you've asked your family and you've asked your friends, um, take a taxi. And, and that, you know, that's, that's raised some real red flags and some real concern. Right. What kind of accommodations has Beck made for their taxi drivers right now who are concerned? And also, you know, they're trying to eke out a living during this pandemic because, they, you know, they have families, too. That's right. So for the people who have decided to park their cars and, and you know, we support, people are going to make the decisions for themselves. And this has nothing to do with business and everything to do with personal choice. Um, and, you know, a lot of the drivers who work in the city are immunocompromised themselves. Many of them are seniors. So, you know, they're staying home and we've never, you know, so basically our business works like a subscription. Um, each taxi is, in fact, a small business. And, and the person who runs that business, very often the person who drives the vehicle, is the one who decides if they want to subscribe to Beck services, including the brand, and to have access to our dis, uh, dispatch platforms. So, um, you know, what we've decided and we always have done, if they're not working, they're not paying. Um, and for the people who are out there taking that risk, how do you how do you charge them? So essentially what we've done is is removed any income uh, to our company with the idea that people were out there 
doing, you know, the, taking the same risks that anyone else is taking, um, transit workers or grocery store clerks. But now we find that the risk, in fact, was, was increased without their knowledge. And I, I think that's, that was my concern. I heard you have your uh, brokerage fees. Is, is that true or have you waived them all entirely? So what we've done, uh, it's one month so far for free. We've waived uh, an entire month so that um, what we've done is in order to be able to maintain business operations, it'll be half for the month of April, half for the month of May for those who are working. Okay, uh, you, just for the, you know, a lot of us uh, don't know the ins and outs of the taxi business. What, what, is a, what are we looking at as far as a brokerage fee would go? What, what kind of uh, dollars for the taxi driver? So essentially for a vehicle, and it doesn't matter how much they work or how many drivers are on the car, it's, it could be a vehicle that's on, on the road 24 hours a day based on however many drivers that uh, are working on it. The average is about $500. We have seniors discounts and things like that, but uh, it's about $500 a month. And it works out to be about, I think the math is $6 a shift. Um, you know, we don't work on commission. You know, the more you work, essentially, the less you pay. Okay. Um so I, I I understand that there's no extra pay for these essential workers. The tips have dried up. It's it, you know I would imagine that uh, if you do have fares, uh, you know you don't have the same kind of competition you had from Uber because a lot of people are thinking, well, I'm not going to drive for Uber right now. Uh, how frightened are your drivers? You know I think. Taxi drivers, you know, unlike with Uber, for example, taxi drivers were around for SARS. Taxi drivers are aware of the risks that, you know, they face and that their customers face every day. You know, essentially for a taxi driver, every season is flu season. So they all had Lysol wipes, as an example. They all have masks and gloves. Um, the service that they provide on a regular basis is taking people, immunocompromised people, to and from hospital appointments, um, you know, potentially after a person who's been sneezing and coughing in their car, you know, outside of a pandemic. So wiping down those, those shared touch points, these are, these are risks, you know, to themselves, but also to customers that they're aware of. Um, you know, I think, I think things may have changed after we realized what Toronto Public Health was instructing people to do without, you know, they hadn't been giving the explicit instructions to the public. You know, if you are sick and are taking a taxi, let the taxi company know. We need mm-hmm. to be able to offer that information to drivers because transparency in a time like this is really all that's going to um, allow things to, to be carried on in, in, in the appropriate way. Um, let's, let's play a clip from the mayor of uh, Toronto, John Tory. Here's what he had to say about working with cab companies. I've asked the Emergency Operations Centre under the direction of Chief Pegg and Deputy Chief Jessup to work with Beck Taxi to set up a protocol to protect everyone, drivers and residents, but also to make sure people have the transportation they need. It makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, set up a protocol. Have you set up, you know, you've already, it sounds like you've already got a protocol in place. So are, is that just the mayor kind of uh, trying to distract from the fact that the City of Toronto is still the municipal licensing and standards uh, is sending out offices, to, uh, notices rather, to drivers saying basically you still have to pay your renewal payments online. Yeah, so that's a really concerning piece of the story. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I've heard from uh, Deputy Chief Jim Jessup. Um, we're hoping to see uh, some kind of plan come out of this. I think, yeah, we have got um, protocols in place in terms of 
no, no more than two adults in a Beck taxi at any given time. We're asking everyone if they're wearing a mask, and no one's been allowed to sit in the front seat for weeks. So we have put in place preventative measures, again, based on the information we had, that drivers were moving people who were non-symptomatic. Um, you know, unroll your windows. So, so those precautions have been shared with drivers. We've been talking about it for a long time. The idea, though, that the only communication from the City of Toronto with Toronto's taxi drivers is license renewal notices to the tune of over $1,000 when their business has all but dried up. And for many of them, they're not even working. So it, it, it is shocking to me that the expectation was that, oh, yeah, you guys are going to move sick people really on behalf of the city of Toronto. Let's not, you know, mince words here. This is right. who Be- we're doing this work for. Sure. Uh, and I think that's it's it's a scary uh, proposition. And, you know, they're putting their uh, lives on the line, quite literally. If somebody right. gets COVID and it develops into a severe case, we know that it could result in death. So, right. I mean, the very least the city could do is waive or reduce renewal fees. Is, is that anything that you're hearing or uh, talking to the mayor about or plan to talk to the mayor about? So the plan to talk to the mayor, of course, we have reached out to municipal licensing and standards. Um, the chair of that committee has answered, Councillor Paul Ainsley, that he will be uh, sending it over to staff. Now, it's from staff that we've heard, I'm sorry, we've got no direction to, um, you know, defer or reduce these payments. So please go ahead and pay online. Online, We're not working right now, but, but whether or not you are, it doesn't matter. Um, make sure you pay us. And so we're hoping to see some new dialogue and certainly you know as we have these conversations uh you know if the mayor is going to be engaged in conversations about appropriate um sort of communication in terms of how we talk to the public about taking taxis and how we speak to drivers about providing that service that's going to come up in conversation as far as i'm concerned let me ask you this how how do your drivers feel or how empowered do they feel to be able to look at a client and say uh, wait a minute, you don't look very well to me before they get in the car. Uh, I need you to put on a mask or you're not getting my car. I mean, that's a difficult conversation to have. What are they saying? Or are they turning people away or can they? So we've made it clear they are within their rights to turn a passenger away if they're not wearing a mask and they feel unsafe. And this has been, um, you know, a, a lot of this sort of process and protocol and communication between Beck and drivers is if you don't feel safe, all bets are off, you know, and this is, you know, we do not want to put anyone in a position where they don't feel safe. And what we're doing is now asking people if they're wearing a mask, the driver has that information and can decide to to pick up or not. Um, we're not seeing that there are a lot of flagged fares on the street. So we are actually intercepting basically anyone who wants to take a taxi. And there are drivers, amazing stories about Beck drivers mm. who are very well aware uh, of the risk or that there may be an issue and they're still out there. And that's, you know, the sense of duty um, for so many of these people who've been driving, you know, for so long in their professionals and they, they feel a real sense of duty to this city. And it's it's everything from someone leaving the hospital, it's a frontline worker, and they, you know, they collapse in tears in the taxi. And it's the taxi I think driver it's a, who I think, Don't you think it's, it's, it's important also to mention that a lot of your drivers are new Canadians and have come from places where uh, we can only imagine what they've lived through. So these are people um, who uh, have been through tough situations before and are looking at this uh, in a way that oh, I've faced danger before and I will continue to do it again. I mean, they, they, they're made of some solid stuff. Absolutely. I mean, 
the taxi industry is the immigrant story. And, you know, I think it's it's been I've been well aware of the fact that that people who make the trip, the people who've made it here already are heroes. And the idea that they're then providing this service to people with the experience that they have. I mean, everything from gunfire to pandemics in other countries, you know, we get to hear those stories. And, I, you know, I think I think our city is is not aware maybe of, of, of the amazing people who are doing this work and the things that they've been through and the knowledge that they bring, um, the empathy and the the compassion that they bring as well, I think, is often overlooked. And, and, and they really are from A to Z in terms of provide. It's not just driving you from one point to another. It's assisting. It's, you know, watching you get in, you know, to your front door at night. It's, you know, making sure that, you know, your walker is folded properly into the trunk. You know, these are the things that taxi drivers do. There's a higher expectation and there's a higher rate of delivery from these people than there are from so many others in terms of, again, just driving you from one place to another.